0: On well, let's talk right. about real quick, go, to go back to my point earlier about they, they just know enough to get something passed or to be able to have a 30 to 45 second conversation to appease people, right? Let's talk about HB3, which just was passed in the 88th legislation that talks about, you know, putting an officer in every single campus. Well, that's great. <laughs> great. You passed the mandate. You didn't fund it. Yeah. That's the part that they failed to tell the public. Yeah. Well, they'll say, well, we gave $15,000 per campus. Right. Great. What's that going to do? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You give $15,000 for every single campus, but they gave local control for them to be able to decide how they spend that 15000 and it doesn't say that it has to go to funding a law enforcement officer on every campus. You know the legislation
1: legislation is screwed when it starts out with an exception yeah.
0: form, yeah.
1: right? <laughs> this is our legislation, yeah. or you can fill out this exception
0: but form. But you know what's gonna happen is when the next governor, governor's race comes around, what's, what's gonna be said by Governor Abbott's office? We passed a bill that says if we put a law enforcement officer in every campus, but did you? So I was recently
1: at a, a school board meeting where this very thing came up, mm-hmm. and I got to read through the actual documentation the school board was doing, and they approved during that that meeting the exception uh, uh, exception right. They yeah. went ahead and signed the exception. But what was interesting? Now this is this is a school. It's a pretty sizable school, and they have, uh, they have their own police department. Yeah. yeah, they have their own police department, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so what I found interesting was as part of their exception, they fast-tracked a school guardian program, right? And, And I felt that it was really interesting that the school board ultimately voted for and signed off on, based off of the chief's recommendation, this school guardian program, and the questions that the school board was asking the chief it was clear that the school board members had no idea yeah. what was involved in School Guardian. <clears throat> they were asking questions about what's the training? What would the uniform look like? Are they going to have any mental health training to how to act with kids? Uh-huh. You know, All of these things. Do, are, are they required to be uh, T. Cole certified? Are we getting their background records from all of these things? School board members aren't asking those questions if they're fully up to speed on, hey, this is a decision. This is a great decision. We need to do this. The decision was made, we can't find officers. We've had requisitions out. We have this new requirement. And so even though we've previously kicked the can for years and years and years and years on the school guardian program, now because we have this House Bill 3 and we are gonna have to file an exception, we should go ahead and move forward with school, school guardians.
0: Yeah, but that's all just a play on an individual who wants to arm teachers. That well, is a personal so this, preference of somebody well, within that. This district.
1: particular district, I'm gonna give them credit. They their their plan is to hire retired, they're only hiring retired law enforcement. Right. They're
0: that's, retired for a reason. That's
1: that's their plan, is retired law enforcement. Then and, and so what House Bill three, the cause of this, right, was House Bill three, right, and um, it was really interesting hearing the interaction about the training and and, and what what are they going to even wear, like what's, you know what's going to be the attire, and, um, and 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 basically you know this this school decided on they're going to wear khaki pants and a polo um, that's going to say something on it, security, it's not gonna, yeah, something guardian but, with right. their pistol with their pistol yeah okay. and that they're there but there was no formal training progress in a process of of like you know hey this is how you need to interact with kids this yeah, is whatever I was going to say what other duties are they going to
0: have yeah. how does that in how does that enrich the culture and climate of this campus
1: well and and the other thing that was interesting is is that we you know we've had a lot of other people uh, who've come here and speaking. we've talked about, you know, the, the bucket, right, of, of mental health and yeah. how it only holds so much and then one day it overflows and it doesn't stop, right? And so, uh, many of these officers are coming out of the field from a career in law enforcement, and, and what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And, and are they even going any through any mental health and evaluations, right? Well, we
0: had, we had Mike Barry on, um, and we talked about the effects of not having any type of trauma care. For these individuals who are retired, Mike's been with, or was with, in law enforcement for 43 years. Right. Not once had he ever, other than one time when he got into a shooting, hmm. did he have any type of, you know, trauma care. Well, we had Brent Cooley that. here too. Right? Well, Brent Cooley
1: it was another but, example. He said he said the same thing, right? Once it overflows, it overflows. It overflows.
0: Right? It, yeah. You know, Brent commonly refers to it as the is the slow drip. It's just slowly dripping life out of your body. And where you're no longer compassionate anymore, mm-hmm. you know, Mike, you know, talked about how, you know, he was a medical examiner as well for 31 years. He responded to a fatality accident where it was his mother. He had to process the scene of his mother's own fatality accident. And I asked him, Did your agency or command staff anybody ever check on you? Did they did they force you to go talk to someone about? The trauma that you experienced, because it was obvious that he experienced trauma from that. Sure. And his answer was no. So okay, so we've got a district that's hiring guardians that are all retired law enforcement. Are we going to require some type of mental health screening of that individual to even see if they're fit for duty? But the question should really be: Is if you're hiring, you're focusing on retired law enforcement? Why did they retire in the first place?
1: Well, and so was, and why was- do they want
0: to do this?